Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover new technology and endless comfort with Victoria's Secret's number one collection, Body by Victoria. With over 3,500 five-star reviews, see what all the hype is about when it comes to their best-selling styles. Their latest innovation features lightweight construction that provides support where you need it without an ounce of padding. I've been wearing their demi bra literally every day this week. It is so comfortable and looks great underneath all different styles of clothing. It's available in cups A through G and bands 30 to 44. That's that's 43 sizes in 22 different styles. Shop now at your nearest Victoria's Secret store and online at victoriasecret.com. What up, Bachelor Happy Hour listeners? Welcome back. We got a jam-packed episode for you guys today because last night's episode was jam-packed. We had blast from the past. Heather Martin, Tyler Cameron, um, a two-on-one or the conclusion of it. We had um, a one-on-one. We Somebody went home unexpectedly. I don't even know where to start. Um, well, I, I'll start with this. We've got a great guest on today, like we always do. And today we're having on Piper James. We saw her. She had her romantic carnival date, um, her one-on-one finally. She's been itching for it. All of the ladies have. And so we're going to talk to her about those details, talk to her about some things that went down in last night's mm-hmm. episode, and um, hopefully get a better understanding of what we have going on here. Becca, yes. what did you think about last night's episode? Like, overall? Overall, I mean, I felt like I was watching four different episodes wrapped up into one. Yeah. Because, like you said, we end, we started with the end of a two-on-one rose ceremony, then we get into the dates, then we have... Blast from the past. Heather comes back and causing them quite a stir. It was just, it was a lot. Like, I think I'm starting to realize as a viewer, I need a proper start, middle, and end. And we haven't gotten that, I feel like, at all this season. Same with last season. And so it's it's a struggle. But, um, I mean, we should just get into some of our main highlights because I have a bone to pick with Matt. And I'm just going to start it with this. I know that this happened in the middle of the episode, but he sent our girl Katie home. He sent her home. And you know what? I love Katie so much that like, this was the the first one where I was like, oh, do you think he ever thought he made a mistake? Like I still wanted her back. Um, But that's just me personally, because, you know, it's not a shocker. I love Katie. Katie for Bachelor. I'll say that till the day I die. But um Let's just start, I guess, going back to the top, this two-on-one. Wait, is that what the bone to pick? The bone to pick is that he sent Katie home? Yes. Becca. Compare, well. Katie was friend-zoned from the moment she brought the vibrator. 
That is true. I bet if we had <laughs> asked Katie this question, she has a history of being friend zoned. And I'm not saying that she's because because she can hang with the guys. And I'm saying this from a person myself who like used to be the master of friend zoning herself because you're just mm-hmm. so cool that people can't see the romantic side. There was nothing uh, romantic. Right? 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 Actually, Minnow, you do make a great Minnow. point because I remember <laughs> at one point and this, it, I thought it in another episode too, I think when she first went to him and was like, there's really toxic behavior happening talk to the girls about that and then and right when they got together on their date like there i don't think they ever kissed we never once saw them kiss i don't even know if we like really truly saw them hug that much they kissed on this one i think they kissed before they kissed on this date and i'm like you when they did it i was like huh have we seen this before that's weird total yeah. for he broed her out i mean my god he broed her like he was way more into tyler on that date than he was with i'm, oh, I'm gonna go uh, i got massage what, what he was Tyler has been his favorite date. He has been more into Tyler than he has been with any of the women. The joy, not happiness. I know we're jumping around, but the pure joy on Matt James's face. We saw all his teeth. His mouth, his smile was to his ears. He was rolling over laughing. I mean, Matt. I, I... Uh, yes, 1000%. He was more excited to see Tyler, but when he went in for that massage, but like he went in so nicely. He was, like, it, he was it trying was, like, to be the kind woman. of intimate. He was trying I was to be washing her. his hands and I was like, oh, I feel like I'm watching a little bit too much right now. But then when he went in to hug Matt, all I could think about was like, you're going to get all this uh, oil. Well, I was going to just say lube, but it's oil <laughs> on your sweater. I was like, don't do that. Carrie Feminine will have a bone to pick with you too, sir. Um, Did you yeah. notice that he can't wink? When he's telling mm-hmm. Katie what he's about to do, he wink, he bats both eyes. And I rewound <laughs> it to make sure. I said, oh my God, Matt James can't wink. He's like... But it's the only time he closes his eyes. I, <laughs> as if he's trying to wink. I Listen, I was shocked. I was like, oh my gosh. He was like trying to like be coy, like... I got a little something up my sleeve. And he like winked both eyes. <laughs> Go back and watch it. <laughs> I want everyone to be watching Rachel do this too. Because as you do it, you like turtle up <laughs> with your shoulders. Too. It's like a full body reaction. <laughs> oh, think of all the memes that are going to come out with this one. Can't wait. Um, yeah, I will. Okay. Since we're on the topic of this one-on-one date. I would have loved this date, though, to be behind the scenes to be just, like, messing with somebody. Not romantic at all, but so much fun. It would be fun. But if you're Katie, you've got to see the writing on the wall. He, like, there was nothing romantic about that date. Right. Maybe she didn't think she was going to get sent home, but she definitely wasn't going to get a rose at at the next rose ceremony. Right. It was such a missed opportunity, too, to not bring out the vibrator and put it on like Tyler's back during this massage or like put it somewhere to start yeah. hearing it vibrate. That I That's actually a really good idea. There were a lot of missed moments. I thought mm-hmm. they're laughing so hard. Did they do things that were just too hot for TV? Because mm-hmm. I, her rolling on Tyler's head is not funny to me. 
Where is the, like, once we got to the nipples, there was nothing else there. Mm -hmm. Like, there could Mm -hmm. have been so many other things I felt like that they could have done to make this more spicy or for Tyler to have, like, a bigger reaction to. And Tyler totally liked when she was like, oh, he's hotter in person. Tyler looked up like, yeah, I am. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't even disturbed that the woman was talking about him. He was like, that's right. Go go run tell that to everybody else. And then she just keeps turning his head and putting it back in this donut. I, I mean... Look, if they can do a whole erotic book speaking date, talking about everyone's deepest, darkest fantasies, they could have gone a little bit more balls to the walls. Yeah. She could have been like, can you remove your towel? Mm -hmm. You know, like at this point, we've we've reached the the point in the massage where it's time for you to remove your towel. You know, like just something (laughs) wild. (laughs) I'm just picturing now Phoebe from Friends when she's giving somebody a massage and she bites the butt. (laughs) Okay, that probably would have been a little bit illegal That's, on this. I get it, yeah, but it's not okay. But she should. And we have no more bachelor bachelorette, ladies and gentlemen. That was the end of the show. Um. <laughs> like, there's so many things. Okay, this point, you feed me strawberries. Okay, now we're gonna put the chocolate syrup. You like, I don't know. There was the whipped cream. So missed opportunity. There were so many things that could have been done. Um. Yeah, so that's your bone to pick with Matt. That makes sense. I mean, like, I get it. We we like Katie, but Matt didn't like her in mm-hmm. that way. But you know what? Even when he sent her home, he said something that I don't think any lead, maybe from what I can remember, has said to somebody is he goes, like, I loved our time together, but I know, like, how, like, how did he word it? Like, how much you mediated and brought to the group of women, which I appreciated, too. Like, he recognized how she you know, like, would stand her ground and have these hard, weird confrontations with some of the girls, but, like, still... I mean, like, from what I saw, try to keep up the morale and, like, stop the trash talking half Mm. the time. So I liked how he actually was attentive to that part about it. Mm. You know how I read that? Thank you, Katie. Your services are no longer needed here. (laughs) I have cleaned house. I have cleaned house. I have gotten rid of the drama. And you are no longer needed. That's how I read that moment. Oh, this is how different our <laughs> brains work sometimes. <laughs> this is why I love doing this with you. <laughs> I really was like, wow. Like, yeah, I'm going to give you this one-on-one to get you out the house, to thank you for your services, to have a little fun. But mm-hmm. it's time for you to go home. Rachel, on your season, did you get rid of anyone on a one-on-one date? Or was it all during rose ceremonies? Um, no, I got rid of people on group. Uh, yes, I got rid of Jack Stone. Remember ja- oh, that one, yes. Jack Stone, um, for those of you who are not wa- can't see that, that was me imitating him. We all remember that look, okay? <laughs> Jack Stone, I got rid of on a one-on-one, and I got rid of people on group dates. Okay. Well, Kenny wasn't a get rid of. It was a mutual thing because of his daughter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I'm trying to think. I Thinking back, I didn't get rid of one guy on a one-on-one date. I kept them all. Really? Mm-hmm. It was only on the group dates and at the rose ceremonies. I think it's because like I was, I really wanted to invest my time in guys that I liked. And also I just probably was too nervous to like actually not give them the rose. I don't know. (laughs) No, you're nice. You're so much, you know, you're like you said, a balance here, a balance here. (laughs) You know what? I want to create a new segment on this show and it's going to be called read the room, whether you were (laughs) able to read it or not. Mm -hmm. And the person that I would like to throw into this, who did not read the room properly, is Serena C. Oh, yeah. Serena C gets the award for not being able to read the room. There's a lot of these girls, but today, Mm -hmm. this episode, it's Serena C. And I'll tell you why. You have seen 
Victoria, Anna. Um, who else am I missing? Um, MJ. MJ. All go home because of the drama that they created unnecessarily, um, especially at this point in the journey. Yet you decide, you know what? I'm going to stir some shit up. As if you didn't see all of these other people go home. You see that Matt isn't playing games anymore. And you just start to cause unnecessary drama with a mm-hmm. person you know is really not about the drama, but about letting Matt know he needs to handle drama in the house. Mm-hmm. I mean, were you not sitting here at the moment saying, Serena, this can't end well for you in no way. Like, girl, you know, you got the rose at the end of the rose ceremony to do this shit. Mm-hmm. And you still well, did it. It's so, I feel like that's so much of these, some of these women and the conversations, like I keep using the words bizarre and delusional because I truly like as a viewer, things don't add up to me. And so watching her confront Katie and basically blaming her for everything that's happened up until this point for like things Katie hasn't even done. I'm like, did I miss something? Like I, there's such a disconnect and you know, like maybe it's a little bit of the editing, but it just like, Girl, you're pulling something from a week or two ago that you're mad at now, and now you're just confronting Katie about it. It's just, I mean, something's not adding up. I just truly don't get it. She had to truly. have known you got that rose to do this. Literally, this was your sole purpose, and somehow you fell for it. Somehow you some, you felt it was necessary for you to bring drama back into the house. How do you not right. see yourself? Read the room. How do you not mm-hmm. see yourself as a mean girl at this point? How do you not see yourself as a pot stirrer? Um, like, why are you not focused on Matt and the fact that you really don't have a relationship with him, at least from what I can see at this point? Mm-hmm. It just makes no sense. These Like, where's the yeah, self-awareness? No, and, the, and like the whole conversation, obviously, that was probably one of the most heated conversations we've seen between two of the women but when when she's then talking about katie with the group of women the part that didn't make sense to me is then katie comes in and serena c basically said um well you said like you're not here for matt and katie's like when in the conversation did i say that like what exactly full out liar full like do these people not i either she lies or well she did lie and she just, or she just didn't remember what she said, or like, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I can't make any excuses for her. I just, I don't, I don't understand why in that moment she didn't think this information was going to come back. You do realize this is being filmed and recorded, right? Right. Yeah. Well, that's what I keep thinking with all these women. And at one point too, like I remember being lead. You know, there's a lot that you miss mm-hmm. that you're not privy to when you're not constantly in the house with the group of men. Yeah. Well, for in our case, men, but in this case, women. But. When there was something major enough, like, I would get snippets. Like, I was still aware a little bit of what was going on, like, who was causing issues. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just surprised that Matt hasn't had any of that up until this point, really with any of the women, had it not been for Katie. Exactly. Or Jacenia, who, you know, said MJ's name. But, yeah, it just... Yeah. Maybe, uh, yeah, maybe because Matt's, like, brand new to all of this, his journey is way different from what we've experienced but it's just not adding up um we should add this read the room segment and do a poll on instagram each week yeah to I, see what the viewers have to say absolutely i apologize you guys i can't believe that i just said i was nominating serena c when there's one person who can't just not read a room i, I don't i don't even know what to call it read 
I, like society. I, 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 I don't even know. I'm at a loss of words here because I am completely lost as to why a white minivan pulled up to a gate and out pops with a smile, a full face of makeup, hair done, probably a brand new outfit, Heather Martin. <laughs> um, she didn't read the room, so she gets she gets to go into this as well. Before we before we get into that, is there anything you wanted to say about the two on one? I just, I mean, I like watching it again. It, like, and this is something I keep saying. It didn't like it was the most random two on one to me. I was like, how are both of these two women here? Um, but kind of playing back to your point, the entire time I kept thinking, MJ, like people are going to watch this back. Matt's going to watch this back. We're going to see what kind of conversations and what being, what words were being had coming out of your mouth that like, you're not really like owning up to the things that you've said in the past. It just didn't make sense. So I just, honestly, like I, I wanted MJ to go home in that, in that case, which mm -hmm. she did. Becca, what were your thoughts? Oh, I was over them. Like, I forgot. I was like, oh, we picked off here. Like, when are you going to send MJ home or not? Mm -hmm. You know, he did. I was done with it. I really didn't have it. Like, delusional. MJ was delusional. All these, the, yeah. the ones who seem to be the mean girls really just seem to not get it. I've never seen a larger group of girls who just don't get it. Like, who's their mm -hmm. hype man? Ladies, ladies, if you're thinking about going on this show, watch and learn and don't do. Yeah. Here's the question. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say that's why I'm so intrigued for women to all know to see what it's gonna be like. Like, are they gonna now that they're being caught and called out, and all of America yeah. and the viewers who are watching this like have seen the things that they've said and how they've interacted with other women? It's like there's really no hiding it. So it's like, how are you gonna then act? Like, are you gonna try to save face? Absolutely. Are you gonna stand up for the things that you said? It's, it's gonna be very interesting to watch. They're saving face. They got to increase those followers. They got to get on those beaches of paradise. You know what I mean? Like they got to keep this thing going. Mm -hmm. Here's my question for you, Becca. Yes. You're a good friend. You really are. And I know this as a person and like individually, like, you know, because we have a friendship, but mm -hmm. also just like perception, right? Like I think most mm -hmm. of our listeners would say that Becca Kufrin, she's a good friend. <laughs> would you, you ever suggest that your friend should roll up on a set unannounced to pursue the bachelor <laughs> would you would you call that sound friend advice um i would say no um two reasons i would you know trying to put myself in that position it's like, if I have a best friend who is now the lead of a show and a best friend who's just my friend from a show, I would have done what I could beforehand to bring them together. You know, like, let's be honest, if they were to meet and like, if they were really compatible, the real world is a thousand times going to be better for them to get to know each other right. than in this bubble. So I would say like, hey, let's have you guys meet before. That would be my take if I really thought that somebody would hit it off. Um... Also, like, uh, you know, like, there's so much more at play this season. Like, there's COVID. You have to quarantine. People's health is at risk. And so, for me, I think I struggle with the fact that, like, it seemed all of that hard work and being in the safe bubble seemed to be just, like, thrown to the side and disregarded. Mm -hmm. Like, if there wasn't a care, it was just like, hi, can I be here? I really want to meet him. Yeah. 
like, you know, not taking into consideration there are like, it's an entire massive crew, a massive resort that have put time and effort and however many God knows willing COVID tests to keep it safe. It's just, it, it, it was weird to think that like, you could just drive up and think that you're going to walk in. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> Listen, she threw Hannah Brown under that van. She popped out and said, not under the bus, under the van. She popped out and was like, well, my my friend Hannah Brown told me. I said, oh, my gosh. She came back from quarantining with Matt. So that was, what, April? Matt wasn't announced till June. So no time in between there. Did She told you you'd be great together and y'all didn't decide, hey, we should talk. I, I It doesn't make any sense. And for all the people who are saying we have to protect Heather, Heather was manipulated. Heather is a grown-ass woman. And I am not in the business of coddling, like, like, illogical behavior. Heather is grown. Heather decided to drive up there, put on makeup, get her hair done. You know what I mean? To, to potentially meet Matt James. Nobody forced her in that van. Nobody forced makeup on her for her to get all dolled up to go meet him. I just don't understand what good she could have thought would have come out of this. That is the only way that makes me feel a little bit sorry for her that she was that delusional to where she thought that something good would come out of this. Not only are you popping up midseason, not only are you, as you said, putting people in jeopardy, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Why would you think the girls would befriend you at this point when they've been establishing a relationship with this man and here you come waltzing in thinking that you have some sort of advantage because you were best friends with his best friend. It just made no sense. And I'll tell you what, they didn't do her any favors by showing us those videos, those diary videos that she was doing. What she was, was that? Rachel. <laughs> what? Never in my life have I been bored enough where I put a pizza box on my head and did a little two-step because I was bored. You know what I mean? Oh, you don't waste. You don't waste the carts. I learned I, that long I ago. I mean, I like. I get, but th- but what? But you're bored. This is what you asked for. You came here. You have to quarantine. This is what. This is what you wanted to meet Matt James. They did her no favors. They did not paint her in a good light. Showing us those video diaries. I mean, it was wacky. Wacky is the word. There was like, I was trying to figure out why. Like you know, trying to play devil's advocate if I could. Like. Please help if I was me. Her, help me you know, see what it. would be my thought process? Yes. Like why why would I think showing up here that it, that it could work? And I like the only thing that really makes sense is my in my mind is like when you go through the show and you are living in this bubble and and you probably experienced it too is like everything is so romanticized. It's like like all you want is love. You want to find that like strong, unique love story. And so I think maybe she was just going off of that like, oh, like, if this could work out, you know, maybe she's a hopeless romantic. Like, if this could work out, it could be the most random, cool, unique story. Like, I showed up halfway through. We have these mutual best friends who say that we're perfect for each other. We probably both, you know, have a lot of similarities in our faith. And so that's where I'm trying to think of, like, putting yourself mm-hmm. back in that bubble mindset of, mm-hmm. like, everything's so beautiful and romanticized. And mm-hmm. so that's where I think she was coming from. I mean, and I don't want to speak for her, but that's, like, the only somehow kind of makes sense to me the part that's hard though for me is it'd be one thing if they had met and knew each other a little bit and it was like he was the one that got away that type of thing like you had 
had some sort of connection. Something was already built upon, but it was bizarre. Not the fact that like they had never met, you know? Mm -hmm. So if it was like somebody like, Oh, you know, like we had this sort of connection and then he was announced as the bachelor and it was pulled away. And I like, couldn't get him out of my mind. Like kind of like the Nick Vial on uh Caitlin season, Mm -hmm. that type thing, that type of thing makes sense to me, but they had never met. Right. Right. I don't even know. Maybe they had FaceTimed. I have no, no idea. But the fact that it's like a total, complete stranger was the weird part. Right. I would give you the romantic part, except for she was out of that bubble. She was living in the real world. So, you know, you it's not like yeah. she was sitting in this bubble the whole time waiting, like she was quarantining the whole time. She was in reality. They were mm-hmm. in the bubble. And the only other thing I'll say is if Hannah Brown was telling you that you would be great with Matt when she returned from quarantine— Was she not telling Matt, hey, you'd be great with my friend Heather? Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure she was. And he didn't act on it. Men are very simple. If Matt was interested in Heather, he would have pursued her before coming on The Bachelor. But he didn't. Mm -hmm. And even if he did, he felt it was a better opportunity for him to go on the show rather than pursue something with you. Yeah. What are you doing? Well, and point blank, anyone's going to, you know, have this opportunity and probably pick being the lead over anything, regardless at that point in their life. So I would have I would have flown to you, Becca, and said, this is a bad idea. Please don't do this. This this, Mm -hmm. in no way can this end well for you. It just Mm -hmm. can't. And I just I mean, I don't want to talk to Heather uh, on the podcast, but I've I'm all I would love to know why you thought it was a good idea. Maybe, you know, like, help me understand why you thought this was a good idea. Actually, I really don't care. Who's, who's coming on our podcast today? <laughs> yeah. Who's the guest? Let's begin the guest. I actually really don't care. I'm lying, y'all. I don't care. <laughs> well, you know, speaking of guests, she's been a, a favorite of ours since the beginning. And, you know, we could recap for hours. But why not just get to know the girl for who she is, the incredible woman that we're starting to finally see. So with that, I think it's just time that we bring her on because last night she was the one who had her first romantic one-on-one of the season and we can't wait to hear all about it and then some so please welcome piper welcome piper we're so excited to have you on bachelor happy hour and before we get started i think both of us want to say we're excited to have you today because we've had this conversation about some of the girls where we're really not fully getting to know you for you you know Mm -hmm. there's been so much drama wrapped up in each and every episode that your first one-on-one we really got to see more but that's why we wanted to have you here is where we can hear it from you you can give us everything of who piper james is how she got to be where she is um (laughs) so with that welcome how are you you. i'm really well how are you guys good good Good. happy to talk to you Um, For all of our listeners who obviously can't see the backgrounds, Piper's background is stunning right now. Where (laughs) are you? Where where do you live? Where are you based? So I'm currently at home in Oregon. So, you know, this is Oregon. This is what it is. And luckily, it's not pouring down rain today, which is always a treat in the winter here. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Wait, is it like always raining? Is it is it very twilight-ish? Very twilight. Always (laughs) raining, gloomy. snuggle up in a blanket weather <laughs> that's Oregon. do you like that do you like is Oregon like someplace you always want to be no <laughs> I mean I'm not trying to move to, I'm trying to move to New York so it's not like I'm trying to be in a warmer oh. climate but um I love Oregon I you know I went to undergrad here um it's just a little a little too cold and a little too small town vibes even if mm-hmm. you're in Portland the big city 
girl. You're talking to a girl who lived in Minnesota mm -hmm. and now I moved to LA and I feel like I'm thriving here. So I totally get it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> one thing that I want to start off the bat asking you, because this is the first, this is the first moment that the world saw Piper is mm -hmm. night one, you come out of the limo and I, I think I said this when we recapped that episode was your entrance was one of my favorites because of what you said, which was something along the lines that your dad really wanted you and your sisters to keep your last name. Mm -hmm. Now, is that something he's always expressed to you? How do you feel about that? Because I loved it. Like, I was just like, yeah, you go, girl. You have, well, obviously, Matt wouldn't potentially have to change his last name if that was the yeah. case. But, like, you make that man change and work for <laughs> your name. Yeah. Um, my dad has always said to my sisters, and I and I only have sisters. I don't have any brothers. Um, so my dad was like, yeah, you're going to keep your last name. Like, it wasn't really a question of oh. if or, you know, it was like, that's going to happen. And I like my name, Piper James. Like, it rolls off the tongue. Mm -hmm. So I was always, like, down for that. And so, you know, it's so perfect meeting that and being like, I get to express it to someone. And it's not a conversation that you have to have down the line of who's, the, like, the last name, the last name conversation. So mm -hmm. it's perfect. How many? I love that. How many sisters? Two. Two. Yes. Where do you fall? I'm the oldest. They're twins. Um, oh. They're two and a half years younger. Okay. Okay. Yes. So, yeah. Piper, piggybacking on what, uh, I almost called you Rebecca. I've never <laughs> in my life said Rebecca. <laughs> I, Am I in trouble? <laughs> I have no idea where that was coming from. I'm stop myself. Um, picking, <laughs> piggybacking on what <laughs> like Becca, it, no, <laughs> Becca said... <laughs> Becca said, I don't know why. I love your name, but I've called you Becca. Um, it has been, and I, I want to know your take on this. Mm -hmm. It's it's hard to prepare questions to talk to you because it seems like we don't know you because there's mm -hmm. been so much focus on the drama. That's frustrating for us as viewers because we're like, they all seem to be on the same planks. We, we like, who, who is, first of all, who is Matt? And, yeah, who, is who, and who are these ladies? Do you yeah. find it frustrating that we didn't get to really know, or we're not getting to know, you know, like the women who are left on, on the show so far? And what is it about you that you want us to know? Yeah, um, I think that, it, it is, it is frustrating just because obviously like I know all of the women because, you know, we, we live together. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's, it's hard to watch it back and be like, Oh, like that moment didn't make it. And that was really cute. And like that part of Matt and I's relationship didn't make it. And that was like a really big moment for me. Um, so yeah, that's probably the hardest part about watching it back. It just being like, I, I always said, like, I felt like a bystander in my own love story, but now it's like, now even the parts of my love story that I was so excited about people aren't seeing. So um, I guess I don't really know exactly. Like, I wouldn't say that there's one thing that I was like, I wish that people would have seen this. It's just kind of like the combination of different conversations I had with Matt that kind of led up to the one-on-one -on -one that kind of like makes it all make sense. I feel like we had a lot of really good conversations about, where we stand emotionally and kind of how we express our emotions, but then also just like fun, goofy conversations that add to someone's playful side that, you know, aren't always shown. Like give us an example, mm -hmm. because more than ever, like normally yeah. we see somebody say I'm falling in love. Right. Mm -hmm. But more than ever, it's like, where, 
How? <laughs> well, you're like, yeah. who, what, when, where, why, how? Because yeah. we're, it's just like you woke, like you get a date and you're like, I'm falling in love. And surely there's something that you guys had in conversation. So like, give us an example of like something we missed out on, something you were excited for us to see that wasn't yeah. shown. Yeah, I think the biggest thing was, um, so obviously I'm in grad school and education has always been like a big part. I, I love school. So, you know, obviously that's why I chose to go to grad school. And Matt and I had this really good conversation about um, what it means to support your partner. And I was kind of expressing mm. to him that like relationships for me, how I view them, it's not, you know, one person is just cheering on the other person. It's a mutual cheering on of each other. And that's kind of how I stand in relationships. So I would, you know, my ideal partner is somebody who would support me and like, be like, yeah, get your degree, get your dream job. And, you know, for whatever goals they have, I would also support them. Um, and we had this great conversation just about like where we stand and how we view relationships as partnerships and that kind of dynamic. And I think that that for me was a really solidifying point because that's, that's something that I see in my family. That's how my parents are. That's how my grandparents are. And to have that confirmed to me that that's like exactly how he feels too. That kind of like, was like, wow, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. this, this is a big moment. Yeah. I'm glad we can see eye to eye on like the fundamental foundation of how to build a relationship. I want to piggyback off of all of this because this is something that I've just thought about. Obviously, Rachel and I, we watch as a viewer now. We know kind of what goes into filming and and going through an entire season. And I remember being in your shoes and getting so excited for Monday nights because we didn't know what was going to air. We were so excited. Like, what parts was my relationship with The Bachelor at the time going to be shown? And like, you know. And so, I guess playing up the fact that people really aren't seeing those more intimate in-depth conversations between you and Matt, like for you. And I'm assuming you probably still talk to some of the girls too. Have you had this conversation with them? where like, do you guys feel sort of gypped in a way where like you thought it was going to be one thing watching it. And then it's, you know, the drama has just really overtaken everything. Like, how is that for you now viewing it back? Yeah. I mean, I think because you're, you're only one person and there's, you know, we started off with how 32 women, now 37 women. Um, I think that I was like, so hyper-focused on like my relationship with Matt and then like making a few friends, but that was like a happy side effect of the whole process that I didn't really realize that all of these other conversations were happening and all of this other drama, like, you know, the Brittany Anna thing, because it was a group date that I wasn't on. I didn't, I wasn't privy to that conversation or, you know, just certain things like that. So I think it's frustrating, but it's also just kind of like, I had no idea. Like I kind of feel stupid because I'm like, I didn't know this was going on. I didn't realize to what extent everything happened because, you know, you are are only one person and it is only a two hour show. And there's so much that goes into everything and so many different conversations. Do you feel like it's a little bit of a letdown in a way? Yeah. I mean, I feel like there was amazing women on this season and I would have loved for everyone to get to know them the way that I know them because, you know, only focusing on the dramas, it's kind of disappointing. You know, I want, I want everyone to have their equal shot to share what an amazing person each of these women are. And Mm -hmm. everyone is just so focused and only sees a lot of the negative stuff that happened. Right. So one of the things that was like a surprise that we were kind of like, oh, okay, there's something between these two was when Matt popped up on the farm date and you're in your ITM and y'all start making out. Not a peck. 
Not a kiss. Not a <laughs> he might have even had his eyes closed for this. I'm, I'm unsure, but you guys were going <laughs> at it. And it was like, wow, he really has this connection with Piper. And then we see you get your one-on-one. You finally mm-hmm. get it. Uh, we know you've been waiting for it. And I know it's like it's hard as time goes on. But again, this is the sweet spot. Mid-season mm-hmm. is the sweet spot to get the one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Um, t- talk to us about what it felt like to have that that date. Carnival dates are always fun. Plus, you had, you know, like the romantic part with the group as well. Yes. Yeah. Um, to the farm date point, um, that was, I didn't realize that he was running from MJ. I didn't know that that was even a thing. <laughs> I just kind of saw him running over and I was like, oh, like obviously joking around, like come join my interview. And then it was kind of just a happy surprise. Um, and it kind of was just nice to have that moment away from everybody because, I mean, as you guys know, group dates are so hard to find your moment and, you know, be seen, but without being like overtly annoying or, you know, whatever it may be. So that was really cute to just kind of get that validation of like, I see you, like, let's take this moment and really capitalize on it. So that was really special. And then, yeah, the carnival date was so, I mean, like. I, the whole time in the car when he was like, what do you think we're doing? What do you think we're doing? I was like, I don't, I don't know. I'm not good at guessing. And so it was like above and beyond like what I could have dreamed of. It was amazing. He asked you what you would do in the woods at night. I was like, I thought that was, I was like, what the fuck do you think she's going to, what, what, what kind of question is this? What Spend a lot of time in the woods. <laughs> do you think he got nervous though? Because sometimes I say stupid shit like that when I get a little bit nervous if I'm into someone and, I'm, and then I'm like, what just popped out of my mouth? I don't know. <laughs> like, let's just chalk it up to he was really into you and you made him a little bit nervous. Yeah, that's perfect. But, but speaking of dates, what if he were to ask you instead of a carnival date, if it would have been a picnic, how would you have felt? Because <laughs> your bi- I had a bone to pick with you in your bio when it came out because it read that you didn't like picnics. I'm like, who doesn't like a good picnic? <laughs> um, I mean, if it was a picnic in the middle of the forest at night, I'm sure it would have been romantic. I don't know what it is about picnics. I don't know why that's like some like a weird quirk that I have, but like something about sitting on the ground is just like uncomfortable, the posture, the... I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, just throw a table in there. Even just a chair, I'll eat off my lap. But like something about the posture and trying to look cute on a picnic. Not, not. <laughs> I guess so that. you were not jealous of Serena P to get one of the first dates, the one-on-ones and it was the picnic. Yeah. Um, I love animals, but to have to sit on the ground and deal with animals, I don't know if that would have been my, my cup of tea, but anytime mm-hmm. with Matt is good. So I would have sucked it up <laughs> and done the picnic. And mules at that, not just any yes. uh, mules with goats, mules. Did I make that like up? Baby donkeys, I think. Right. Mules. <laughs> Something. Mules. <laughs> Something was in their faces. They were making out. So yeah, yeah. you, you lucked out on the carnival one. Yeah, for sure. Um, Talk to us about your the nighttime portion, because I think we were a little, obviously, we know, like, we can't get the full date, but mm-hmm. you have this intimate moment with Matt, and you're talking about your family, and you're explaining why it's so difficult for you to open up and express your feelings, even though you say you're falling for in love with him, you know, yes. so something made you open up. Talk a little bit about that, because I think we were a little unclear as to... Um, what it was that, you know, has kind of held you back from opening up. Yeah. Um, that was kind of capitalizing on a previous conversation that we would, we had had, um, my love language. I feel like there's a difference between like the love language you want and the love language you give. And for me, my, the love language I've been taught for my family is, um, love through actions. And so like, you know, 
the bachelor world isn't really conducive to that because I'm the kind of person that wants to like do something for you or like, let's go do this together or like quality time and that kind of thing. Um, it's for me, it's so hard for me to open up and just tell somebody how I feel. And I think that comes from just like a fear of rejection or a fear of judgment. So, um, that's why that's kind of what that conversation was about was, you know, I am so used to in my life, you know, being like, let me get you a gift. Let's do this. Let's have this experience together. And that's kind of how I show and typically receive love. But um, having to verbalize that because nobody can read your mind and not something that I kind of had to remind myself, like no one's going to read your mind. No one's going to tell that for you, how you feel. Um, I think that's what made me overly emotional was having to be like point blank. This is how I feel. And now you have, now I'm just open to that rejection. Um, that's, that's what it was. <laughs> I want to know, this is a two-part question, and the, they're both kind of random. First, like, after you had that conversation with Matt, I mean, and, and granted, it, it was filmed months ago, so, mm-hmm. you know, that took place a while ago for you, but now watching it back, was there any part of you that was nervous to have your family watch that and hear what you had to say, or was that something that you had had either a conversation with a while ago or right before it aired? What was that dynamic like? And then my second part to the question is since coming off of the show, because we all know, and, and Rachel and I talk about this on the podcast all the time, the show opens you up in such a weird, unique way, like kind of just cuts you open and like everything spills out <laughs> that you awkward. have to share with a partner. Yeah. Because, you know, things are sped up. Um, so since then, and and going through that experience and having to go through opening up and, and the emotion and the feeling behind why you're feeling certain things, do you think your love language has changed? or a couple of them have maybe changed or swapped areas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The first part, like my family, I definitely gave them a warning of like, that this is what's to come. And, you know, I think that, you know, since going through this experience, it's kind of made me more cognizant of, um, you know, mentioning it, like saying, giving words of affirmation to my family. Cause I know that's something that we don't typically do, but I'm like, you know, this has kind of taught me how to do that. And so, um, I think that there's definitely a growing experience there. And then, yeah, I think that I think that my love language, I've just become more perceptive to what they are. And I think above all else, this experience has taught me how important quality time is because I think that I don't think that quality time can even be considered a love language. I think it's just like the foundation to build all of the rest on of them onto. Um, because you can't tell someone how you feel if you're not with them. You can't give them gifts. You can't show them affection if you don't have that time together. Um, so I think it's just made me perceptive of like, above all else, I need quality time. And now I have the tools and I feel like I'm better equipped to share how I feel and to give those words of affirmation or, you know, be able to express how I'm feeling and understand that that's not a weakness. That's just a part of growing with a partner. What's your Mm -hmm. master's in? (laughs) Marketing. Oh, okay. I, I thought you would have said like counseling or something. I mean, I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, well, okay. Well, maybe like, you know, you no. understand people. I feel like that's like a, a good, a tool for a key, uh, like for a marketer, like a successful marketer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, just from that, that statement alone, I feel like you're so perceptive. Yeah. Well, my undergrad's in political science and sociology. So the sociology part of it, the, the understanding of people. Okay. <laughs> you're poli sci. I'm surprised you didn't go to law school. That was a thought. There was yeah. a good amount of time where I thought I was going to go to law school. How much school do you have left? Um, so I'll be done at the end of summer. So like August. Okay. okay. 
Gotcha. Good to go. Then New York. I love here how in your bio it read, uh, what did you say? Getting my MS so I don't have to deal with the BS. That yes. was, did you come up with that or did somebody else? I did. She's a One marketer. Day. She's a marketer. That was good. That was good. She's a marketer. That's how I market myself. It comes with it. Well, speaking of BS, mm-hmm. unfortunately, Piper, we have to get into it because that has been so much of what this season has been about. You lived it. You were right there in the mix. And what I say in the mix is in you lived with them. You seem to not be a part of the drama at all, except actually I'm going to detour. Except <laughs> when all Heather Martin came in. Oh, yeah. She interrupted you. And my favorite part might have been that you had no idea who she was. I (laughs) actually laughed out loud. I thought, wow, these girls haven't really maybe watched some of the most more recent seasons. Because a lot of times, like, Bachelor World, people expect you to know who they are. And you were like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Some girl just walked in. (laughs) I was dying laughing. Um, Then in the previews, we see you get very emotional. Mm-hmm. Over the fact that, you know, she's there. Um, can you talk to us a little bit about like what that felt like to have this stranger walk in, Matt's reaction of laughing, um, and then, you know, to find out who she is and then just another girl, new girl added to the mix? Yeah. Yeah. I think at that point, the well, the reason I was so emotional, I think, and obviously I've had some time to think about it, but, you know, I think the reason I was so emotional and I didn't know who she was because I've only seen one season. Um, for you. Yeah. So um, I was emotional because I had just, it was coming off my one-on-one. And so I was, you know, having the last conversation I had with Matt be like such a serious conversation about feelings and everything. Um, I mean, as we all know, it's, you don't just stop with the one-on-one and be like, that's it. We're good. Let's get engaged. It's like, you have to continue that relationship. You just are better equipped to do so. Um, so at that point I was just trying to have that, a fun, more lighthearted, lighthearted conversation, but still, you know, get into our feelings and talk about what, like what life would be together in New York. And that was kind of the context of what was going on. And then to have her interrupt and then it wasn't in the way that like all of the other women in the house, we typically would ask like the other woman, like, Hey, can I steal him? And it was like, that's kind of the repertoire we've come up with. And she asked Matt specifically. And I was just kind of like. I didn't know who she was. He started laughing and I was like, why is this funny? Like, I just felt like really invisible. In that <laughs> it moment. wasn't I was like, Piper. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, oh my God, I don't get it. Yeah. His reaction was, and I think that that's kind of, I cracked. I will fully admit that I cracked in that moment, but that's why I was so wild. <laughs> Let me ask you this then in that moment, because I mean, um, and this is something I think Rachel brought up at the premiere is like when Matt's uncomfortable or nervous, he laughs. Like he did that. I think during one limo entrance, like he mm-hmm. just broke down. And obviously we saw that when Heather walked in the room, was there a part of you who thought like, you know what, Matt's just going to be like, no, like Heather, take your time. You could wait. Let me sit here with Piper right now. Like, how did you feel when he was like, okay, Piper, I'll see you later. Because, mm-hmm. I, you know, like, as you said, at that point, you already had a one-on-one. You already had this relationship form. So I feel like if I was you, I'd be like, but I'm the one you're really dating here. Why are you telling me to take a hike and you're going to give this yeah. girl the time of day? Yeah. Yeah. That was definitely a thought that went through my mind. It was like, and I think that's the, that's like the part of it that I was like, oh my gosh, I feel so invisible because it's like, we were in the middle of a conversation. It's not like we were at like a stopping point. So for him to laugh and then be like, give me a second. I was like, oh, okay. Like, and I mean, like the embodiment of Heather, a beautiful white blonde woman is a lot of the insecurities that I know that I have. So that was just a projection. Talk of those about insecurities. that. 
Talk about yeah. that. Why do you have that and those insecurities? And um, I mean, it stems from like a lot of different places. I mean, growing up in Oregon definitely doesn't help. It's a very white state. I think that that's, you know, known to most people. Um, so I think that a lot of the times dating has been like, does he even like black women? Does he like women with curly hair? I never do anything to my hair. It's always curly. Like it's beautiful, so think, by the way. It is beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> thank mm-hmm. you so much. Um, so I think that coming into this season, that was an insecurity that I had had. And then obviously I developed a relationship with Matt and that wasn't a problem. Um, and the other women in the house that were white women, I knew them personally. So it wasn't that I didn't feel threatened by them. It's just that I didn't see I didn't really place that insecurity in them. Mm-hmm. Um, but then seeing Heather as like this new person, I don't know who she is. Um, I was feeling very insecure in that moment because she embodies basically the opposite of me and a woman. And I was like, I don't know how to deal with this. I don't know. I haven't gotten to the point. I will fully admit to deal with those insecurities when they happen in front of me. It usually happens in a reflection period. So that was, that was really hard to deal with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's real. Is that a conversation that you eventually were ever able to have with him? No. And maybe that's give, maybe I don't know if that's like going to be giving too much away, but just so you could express that to him, so he realized like why you did feel invisible. Yeah, I mean we we kind of touched on like and then like there's the of an apology and everything. So, but I don't think I ever expressed to him that specific insecurity because, like I said, I think that it was only on reflection that I was really able to be like, why did I act like that? Like I was so level-headed until that moment and then I completely lost it and I think that through the combination of things that was probably in the top one or two things that really was the reason I acted the way I did yeah Mm -hmm. you cared there's nothing wrong with that you cared yeah um let me let me tell you what it seems like y'all didn't care about okay Katie now I found this moment weird when Mm -hmm. Katie's suitcase was rolled away nobody was emotional Nobody cried. I, at this point, how many of y'all were left at this point? I don't even know. I, at this point, I remember I cried every single time one of my girlfriends went home. Mm-hmm. There was a little bit of chuckling. There was covering up of their of faces. So many faces like, like up. I don't want people to see I'm smiling. Does Ka- is Katie not, was she not liked in the house? I mean, we saw the, the way that Serena C came at her, which mm-hmm. was illogical. No, it is. Lo- I know why she did, but it just was was off. Mm-hmm. But then I thought nobody really took up for her in that moment. Um, she kind of was by herself. Can you give us some insight on that? Yeah, I mean, I obviously don't know Katie's relationship with everybody in the house. Obviously, her and Serena C did not get along. Um, I, I don't really... I think that we were all a little bit shocked that she went. I think that was part of the face covering, but I don't know. I think that... Because Katie had taken it upon herself to bring the drama to Matt, that she took on that role. Um, and I think that in doing so, that kind of created a lot of division. So maybe the reason that a lot of women that didn't feel as hurt or sad that she was leaving was because at this point, we didn't really have drama in the house. And so it was like... What, we all kind of had this underlying fear, at least I had an underlying fear of like, is she going to create drama and bring it to him? I just, I don't Wait, know. Wait, though, and, but Piper, <laughs> she wasn't creating drama. She told no lies. Yeah, yeah. Like, the shit was actually happening. And yeah, I, yeah. So, I mean, were you close with Katie? I'm confused because it seems like yeah. people were upset for her for telling what was happening in the house, but it was actually really happening and it was pretty toxic. 
yeah, and I can't speak to why everyone did or didn't like her, whatever their reason was. Katie and I were, I have no problems with Katie. The day that everyone else was on the group date, Katie and I went on a walk together. We were able to just talk about like real life, like yeah. nothing related to the show, just kind of bond on like a more human, normal level, like you would a friend in real life. So I have no qualms with Katie. I was shocked that she left. I didn't, I didn't really see that coming. Um, so I know I, I, I think that the reason that a lot of people were annoyed with her was because she kept bringing the drama, but I, I personally didn't have, didn't have anything. Didn't yeah. Have any problems you weren't her. in the drama. Mm-hmm. You weren't in the drama. Yeah. Which kudos. Cause it seemed like a lot of people got wrapped up in it this season. I just, who like, it, I feel like if I was one of you girls, I would have just been like on edge with everyone. Like who's going to fight this week? Who's going to go at it this time? It was just, it, it was a who's lot. It's going to um, pop up. <laughs> and, and obviously this week we saw the end of the Jasenia and MJ two-on-one, you know, mm-hmm. uh, as we know, MJ went home. Whose side in that whole rift were you on? Because it seemed like the most random, bizarre two-on-one to me. Yeah, I mean, it felt really random. It When we got the date card that there was going to be a two-on-one, it was kind of, it was shocking because the conversation where MJ where Matt brought the varsity versus JV to MJ. And then um, it was apparently Jasenia that said that to Matt. That was kind of a, a conversation that I heard part of it, but didn't really realize, didn't really understand what was happening. And then for it to, you know, actually be a, a big thing and something that, you know, Matt felt like he needed to address. That was really shocking. I don't know if I have a side. I definitely don't agree with MJ making a division in the house when, we were all, you know, we kind of were like, this is what it is. There's no reason to be mad at the new girls. It's not their fault. Um, and I think that, you know, Justenia Matt asked her a question and she told him how she felt or she told him what happened. Like, I don't think it's really a side. It's just kind of like, do you want to be the girl that is dividing or do you want to be the one that's bringing people together? I don't, I don't mm-hmm. really know. It's not really, it's kind of just duh kind of, it was like a, a duh kind of moment. Mm-hmm. What did she say? Weak b- bitch energy. What was it? Something. What weak? Weak bitch. Weak bitch versus strong bitch energy. Um, no weak bitch energy. Yeah, I don't. Know. Yeah, I was like, what is that? Uh, stop trying to make this happen. It was like fetch, yeah. right? Like stop yeah. trying to make fetch happen. That's how I felt. Um, okay, real Truly. quick. Women tell all. We know you just returned from filming it. If you had to describe it in three words, what? And I'm and I'm expecting big things from you. Marketing Ooh, okay. Piper. What would those three <laughs> words be? No pressure. Um, okay, I'm going to hyphenate the first one, which, was, which is going to be surprisingly cordial. Um, ooh, two more. Um, apologetic. And insightful. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Who are you still mm. close with out of all the girls? Um, I would say I'm probably closest with Chelsea and Bree and Lauren because she was my roommate um, and Abigail because mm-hmm. Oregon girls. Um, <laughs> That's right. I would probably say those are the people that I am the closest with. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and Kit. Like, yeah. I, talked I to was going to say too. Kit mm-hmm. named you. Good crew. Okay, Piper, before we let you go, we ask every guest on our podcast the same question. So up until this point of the season, what would you say your rose and your thorn was? Ooh, um, 
my, okay, I'll start with my thorn because I think it's a little more fresh in my head. My thorn was, um, react, reactive facial expressions without actually thinking all the way through. I think that that was something that I struggled with and just kind of like, instead of like taking a thought, I was quick to react, especially in the face. Um, and my rose, um, I think I tried to listen to everyone's side. I think that was something that was helpful to me in the mm-hmm. long run was I was kind of able to understand after I had an initial reaction to things, taking a step back and being like, you know what, let's, let's listen to this. And yeah, I think that was definitely helpful. I love that. Yeah. That's a good answer. Most people would say right. only, you know, something physical that we saw go down with Matt. So I love that answer that it seems like you're so, what's the word? Not perspective. Pers- pers- I don't know what I'm trying to say, but that, that <laughs> you made it like a growth, like a learning educational yeah. experience for you. Yeah. Which is a beautiful thing. Thank you. Very mature. How old are yeah. you? Yeah. 23. Yeah. Way to get, way to expel like those, those myths people have about the youngest people in the house. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Very <laughs> mature. Well, I wish we would have seen more of you, Piper. It's a disappointment, but we're so happy that we were able to talk with you today and that our bachelor happy hour listeners get to know more of you. You're very interesting. Mm-hmm. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Thank, thank you so much. It was good to finally see you, you know, through, through the screen. But um, I think our, our listeners each week, they love being able to get to know you for you from yeah. you, not from another TV show. So this is wonderful. <laughs> so thank you for joining. Yeah. Yes. Thank you for having me. This is fun. Absolutely. Right. Take care. Take care, thank Piper you. James. Keep thank that you. last name, girl. Oh, I will. <laughs> two, two first names. Ah, oh, mm-hmm. they say yes, you can't trust yes. us, but yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. <laughs> All right. Bye. Good to see you. Bye. Thank you, guys. Oh, I liked her. I liked her too. Like, this is what makes finally having these women on the podcast because we get this deeper sense of maturity of growth like same thing with kit last week like it it, it was so good to just hear from them about why like who they are as a person you know it's not just the drama and the cattiness so always good to have them come um and i loved her last answer with her rose i thought that was beautiful it was i think this is going to anger the viewers because you're going to feel like something was taken away from you. And mm-hmm. that is these women and their personalities and their stories. And I get that we have to have the drama. And 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 we do want to see that as well. I'm not going to lie. But there's got to be a better balance of it. And I think that if we can find that balance, then we can ha- kind of go back to the basics of the show and feel like you're mm-hmm. getting that love story mixed in with the drama. And right now, it's just it's too top heavy with the drama. So, you know, yeah. thank you, Piper, for coming on here and showing us that, like, there's a reason you were on this show. There's a reason mm-hmm. you got the one on one. There's a reason you're still with us on this journey and you've made it as far as you did. And then also giving us some insight as to how great some of these women are, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, Piper. And as always, happy hour listeners. Thank you guys for hanging out with us again this week. As always, we're excited to see what happens with Heather next week because I have a feeling it's going to be very juicy and I truly don't know how it's going to go. Will she stay? Will she go? But we will find out. So please, you know, follow along. Let us know what kind of questions you want to have asked next week. I don't know if it'll be Heather herself or somebody else, but 
Keep writing to us, letting us know your thoughts, opinions, comments, concerns, all of the good things. Um, and you hopefully by now know where to find us. But if you don't, it's at Bachelor Happy Hour on Instagram and at Batch Happy Hour on both Facebook and Twitter. Let me tell you something, Becca. What? Whether Heather stays or goes, she will not be here. I'm oh telling you guys that right now. I don't want to see it. <laughs> I don't want to. Okay. She won't be here. Maybe on somebody else's podcast. And Bachelor Happy Hour listeners, we have some exciting news for you. We have a bonus episode of Bachelor Happy Hour available on Wondery Plus this Thursday just for you. Download the Wondery app to check it out. And the link to download is in the episode notes of today's podcast. And as always, guys, if you never want to miss an episode, please subscribe to our podcast. You know how to do it. You can do it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Wondery app, or wherever you're listening to this right now. Discover new technology and endless comfort with Victoria's Secrets number one collection, Body by Victoria. With over 3,500 five-star reviews, see what all the hype is about when it comes to their best-selling styles. Their latest innovation features lightweight construction that provides support where you need it without an ounce of padding. I've been wearing their demi bra literally every day this week. It is so comfortable and looks great underneath all different styles of clothing. It's available in cups A through G and bands 30 to 44. That that's 43 sizes in 22 different styles. Shop now at your nearest Victoria's Secret store and online at victoriasecret.com. So this year, I'm really focused on my health, sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out right now, and they're one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health. They don't use any seed oils, no preservatives or toxins in their supplements. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and they're super easy to take when you're on the go. They also taste good. I try to stay really consistent with my morning routine and something that I always include is taking my supplements every single day. I've been taking these Symbiotica supplements and loving them. My goal this winter has been to support my immune system with the supplements that I've been taking. So I've been taking them every morning with my coffee and my breakfast. Joe does as well. And I've been really loving the results that I've been seeing. My routine, I have my eggs in the morning, I take a Symbiotica and I'm ready to take on the day, hit the gym, I'm more alert, I just feel good. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use Bachelor for 15% off your subscription order. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a straight talk wireless extended silver unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended silver unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.